Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello there. So happy to be with you. I I really love doing this radio show. It's interesting, everything that I offer and share, I can feel the energy of the people who will be listening to it. And this particular show, it has such a beautiful energy. And so I thank you for that because that's your contribution. And let us begin with a prayer. Let us open our hearts and our minds intentionally. Ah, So I always begin with that breath, because I do believe that inspiration travels in on the breath. So important to breathe deeply and be connected in the breath. Helps bring us into our heart. I do believe that's why our lungs are at that heart chakra center. Yes. Notice that our our lungs are not in our head. Uh, (laughs) We don't have gills. (laughs) And our lungs are not in our head. We are heart-centered beings. And truly, we're setting the intention to be heart-focused, to live from our heart, to live from love, to be led and guided by the Christ presence, by our own higher Holy Self, the Spirit Self, the Holy Spirit, And I place my hand on my heart to remind myself of the opportunity to live a life of love. This is the holy aspiration that we're anchoring into right now. Consciously, gratefully, stepping into an unprecedented life of love. Love's nature is unprecedented. Love is the healer. Love is the only healer. And we're anchoring ourselves in an awareness of love, calling forth healing and expansion right now. Placing onto the holy altar fire of divine love anything that no longer serves us. Releasing any attachments we have to playing small, to living in the past, to being right, releasing the attachments to comparison and judging the thoughts of lack and attack anywhere they might be hidden in our awareness, any ways in which we use our spiritual practice to strengthen the ego. We're consciously invoking divine love, divine healing, holy awareness, divine grace into every nook and cranny of our life and being. In this moment, dedicating ourselves to walking the talk of love. To moving out of just appearing to be loving and truly living a life of love. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful for the oneness of all life. Always leading us and guiding us, surrounding us and enfolding us. In grace and gratitude, we dedicate ourselves to love. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. So, This week, our topic is leaving the past behind, stepping into the unprecedented. I love this word unprecedented. I love this holy possibility that is available to us in every moment to leave the precedence of the past behind, to leave it behind. Now, I want to explain this because... I'm very aware that the mistakes that we've made, the mistakes, the things that we've chosen that were not for the highest and best, 
the places where we have intentionally played small or been unkind, self-sabotaging, self-medicating, all of these choices that we might have made that in hindsight we can recognize were a choice for fear, a choice for separation, a choice for the ego. The realization is part of our learning. It's part of our healing. And so while we we cannot change what has been, what we can do is we can learn from it. We can harvest the learning from it. And so that is one of the opportunities that arises for us when we have a practice of forgiveness. So as Course in Miracles students know, true forgiveness is recognizing that reality with a capital R is unchanged. Our divine self, the I am presence, has never been hurt, has never been endangered or harmed, neglected or punished, lost or confused. That is our true identity, which continues unbroken, perfect, pristine, whole, in true reality. We are having a 3D experience of an illusion. It feels so real to us, real with a small r. That's because it's about having an experience of separation. So we couldn't really have a powerful awakening experience of separation if it didn't feel so real. This 3D experience is divined, uh, rather designed to feel incredibly real. And in this experience, we have free will. We have free will. So now, all Course in Miracles students know that the teachings of A Course in Miracles were channeled teaching And Helen Shookman told us that it is the voice of Jesus speaking to us. Jesus as an ascended master. One who has had the human experience of being in the illusion, awakening within the illusion to remember his true identity, to claim what he did was he claimed his opportunity and the ability to live as the Christ presence, the awakened presence. And because he truly valued that above all, he was able to ascend, to ascend and complete the cycle of reincarnation and rebirth. Of course, Miracles is always talking about saving time. So we can awaken and complete the cycles of reincarnation and rebirth in every moment. If we deny the learning, if we don't forgive, if we repeat the same experiences and make the same ego choices over and over and over again, if we continue to have false idols, to value the body, over the spirit, to value separation over oneness, then we're going to continue to have the same kinds of experiences. And that's what I call a mistake. We miss the opportunity to awaken that's available to us in this moment. So our spirit, working with the Holy Spirit, working with the oneness of all life, creates another experience and another one and another one. In each moment, we can stop playing small and seeing only the little choice for this is mine. Think of little kids, right? Little kids 
very often can get into that ego thing. They're, they're strengthening the ego. They're discovering themselves as separate. Mine, mine, this is mine. I do it, mine, right? Well, we say these kinds of things as adults too. Mine, I do it. Look at me. I'm special. So when we are living in that space of valuing these thoughts and putting our energy into separation, we're always dragging the past with us, repeating it over and over and over again. But in every moment, there is an opportunity to step into something fresh, something new, something extraordinary. In every moment, we can do that. And the question is, will we? What A Course in Miracles invites us to do is to really practice this, to make a loving practice of it, to live from love moment by moment. So that means being awake in this moment. If we truly want to awaken, from the dream of separation. We must be willing to awaken in this moment. And this is the most challenging thing for all of us. It's definitely the most challenging thing I do every day, is to become aware in this moment of a new opportunity and move out of habit, move out of the patterns of lack and attack. Now, in last week's episode, we were, uh, I was quoting from the section in chapter two, one of my favorites, Fear and Conflict, which ends with, there are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. It's section six, Fear and Conflict in chapter two. Ends with, there are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. Now, it's important to experience, to understand that our feelings, our emotions, are form. So, for instance, let's say you are standing in line at the checkout counter at the grocery store. And, you know, sometimes the line can get kind of muddled and because there's a lot of people in it and people come from different directions and someone isn't aware of it, but they cut in front of you. Now, what some people will do is they'll take offense at that and they'll get upset and they'll get angry and they'll start trying to get the attention of the person who's cut in front of them by behaving rudely Huffing and puffing, sending dagger thoughts, judging and criticizing. I don't know about you, but I definitely have done that. And then maybe after a couple of minutes of that, the person might realize, oh, did, did I cut in front of you? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I've, I've been on both sides of that experience. I know it seems like a small example, but it is a small example. But look how emotional people can get. We can get over the smallest things. I know I, I can remember once I was driving on the uh, freeway or the highway, depending on where you live in the country. In California, we call it the freeway. And uh, I was driving on the highway, actually, in uh, Massachusetts or Rhode Island, and all of a sudden, this guy pulled right in front of me and slowed down. And I thought, wow, that's odd. There wasn't a lot of traffic on the highway, and he slowed way down to about 50 miles an hour. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder what's happening there. And then when there was an opportunity to pass him, he actually endangered both our lives by not letting me try to pass him. And I thought, oh, okay, something's happening here with this man. And my intuition said, you did something he didn't like, but you didn't even know you did it. And so I went, oh, okay. So I thought, okay, I'll just drive behind him slowly until he's complete, until he's worked it through. 
But I could have gotten into a game with him, as some people do. I mean, I remember, I don't know when it was, maybe in the 80s, maybe in the 90s. Maybe it was in the 90s. There were stories of people in L.A. so frustrated by the traffic that they literally would pull guns on each other and things like that. That's pure ego, right? But it's the same energy. It's the same thought producing a different result. Meaning the same thought of you are separate from me and I have the right to attack you if I feel threatened. So this is... This is the kind of behavior that we can be on the lookout for because if we let that rule us, we are dragging the past with us in every moment. Now, it's important to understand that what happened in the past and the, if you will, karmic consequences of it, that is ours to own. It's ours to own. And how we own that is through forgiveness. But very often, forgiveness can be an intellectual exercise and it doesn't really happen. We just kind of bury it, but we never bring it really fully to love, to non-judgment. So this is why I teach that forgiveness, true forgiveness, is a full and complete release of the judgment We can't release that the experience happened. But we can release how we hold about it. Saying that we forgive is nothing. In fact, it can be a way to strengthen the ego. Oh, I forgave that. I forgave that and I buried my feelings deep inside. I buried the judgment deep inside. I won't speak about it, but I, it's there. I know it's there. I know they were wrong. I know they were bad. But I have forgiven them because I'm so much better than them and I'm living a spiritual life. That's not forgiveness. That's really worshiping the thoughts of attack. And burying them deep like a hidden treasure for later. I'm going to dig that up later and I'll be right later. When the day of atonement comes, I'll be right and I'll be wrong. So I got that going for me. But what that does is that keeps us trapped in this world. So if we're going to be willing to step into the unprecedented, we have to say, ah, in partnership with the Holy Spirit, in partnership with the I am presence, in partnership with divine love, because I am a creature born to love and live in light, I choose the unprecedented. Ah, feels good. So I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So we are moving into the unprecedented here. So we need to understand really what is that? What is that? It's when we are free to listen, to hear the Holy Spirit. We are able to connect consciously, awakened with our own I Am Presence, the higher Holy Spirit Self. And we're able to hear divine guidance. Course Miracles talks about the mighty companions. I believe that's the ascended masters. It also talks about angels, that we can hear the celestial voice when we are open to the unprecedented, to the experience that's not based on the past. Course in Miracles also talks about the script has already been written. So in every moment, we're choosing from the script that's already been written. But nobody knows, including ourselves very often, nobody knows if we're going to choose love or separation. Are we going to choose oneness or separation? In every moment, we have free will to choose. Choose ye this day whom you will serve, God 
or mammon. Mammon is the ego. Now, I want to go to the uh, text, and it's the section right after fear and conflict. It's cause and effect. And it says, you may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. I've already indicated that you cannot ask me to release you from fear. I know it does not exist, but you do not. If I intervened between your thoughts and their results, I would be tampering with a basic law of cause and effect, the most fundamental law there is. So this is really important for us to understand, is it not? Jesus is telling us the law of cause and effect is the most fundamental law there is. How often when we feel afraid, when we feel confused and conflicted, do we ask for divine assistance, take the fear from me? What Jesus is saying is that fear is the effect, the cause of which is our thinking. That's what the fear and conflict section was all about, letting us know. The fear was caused by our thoughts of separation. In other words, if we always choose thoughts of love, if we invest ourselves in being loving, truly being loving, not just appearing to be loving, but authentically loving, then we won't feel afraid. Because we'll always be choosing oneness and unity. There's a reason why the unity organization is called unity. It's because that is what we are going for. The release of separation and the awareness of unity. So when we realize we're one with God, full realization and we value that, we will no longer value thoughts of lack because we'll realize we are one with abundance. We are one with prosperity. We are one with wholeness and healing, harmony and joy that it's already been given to us. The kingdom is within. And we're we're willing to seek within to that kingdom and discover it within ourselves to share with our brothers and sisters, then we have the experience of all else being added unto us. When we value thoughts of attack, we obviously don't value unity. Just the opposite. So this is why Jesus is telling us, you may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. Now think about this. If you value your thoughts of lack and attack above the thoughts you could be thinking with God, the thoughts of unity and love and abundance and prosperity, and wholeness, and harmony, and true wisdom. Truth, the truth of your being. If you valued the truth, you wouldn't be thinking thoughts of attack. The thoughts of attack are our way of saying, I do not value the kingdom. I do not value the oneness. I do not value the unity. I do not value my brother and sister. I do not value the Holy Spirit. I do not value God. In fact, I am investing myself in working against God. I prefer my own thoughts to the thoughts I could think with God. I prefer my thoughts of lack and attack, and this is why I choose them over and over again. Now, since the only way to transform and transcend this experience of separation, this 3D experience of separation, is to remember the oneness, and value that. 
wouldn't it make sense that on an unconscious level, it would be terrifying that we're actively dooming ourselves to repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Would that not be, on some level, terrifying? That we're complaining about we, we hate this life, it feels so hard, it's so dense, it's so difficult, it feels so meaningless, so hurtful, so awful, and yet we're choosing to remain entrenched in it by means of our thoughts of lack and attack, the thoughts of separation, the thoughts of divisiveness. That would be terrifying. So the thing is, in, in, in the course, one of the early lessons is, I'm never upset for the reason I think I am. The reason we're upset is because we're actively choosing separation. We're upset because we don't value the oneness of all life. We're upset because we are dooming ourselves to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. And to relive the past on a loop like a hamster on a wheel. And we're not allowing ourselves to recognize it. That's why we get so afraid. That's why we're never upset for the reason we think we are. We're upset because we know that love is the healer. And that we know that we could awaken from the dream. We could. But we keep choosing the thoughts of separation, the thoughts of lack and attack. So what Jesus is telling us here in the Course, and he says in the fear and conflict section just above the beginning of cause and effect there, he says, and I quoted this last week, The mind is very powerful and never loses its creative force. It never sleeps. See, even our dreams are an opportunity for us to awaken, to heal, to work things out. Every instant, the mind is creating. It is hard to recognize it is hard it's not easy to recognize that thought and belief combine into a power surge that can literally move mountains so think on this let's say you have a thought that someone you love is an idiot let's say you have a thought that someone you love is an idiot and that they are ruining their life You have that thought. If you believe that thought, if you really believe it's true, you're going to feel upset. You're going to feel upset. Because God, as they say, God didn't make any junk. There is divine order available for us to bear witness to, to see, to recognize in every moment. There is a divine order. Love is always available for us to choose. If we don't choose it and we say we love somebody, but we think of this one we love, you're an idiot, you don't know what you're doing, you're ruining your life, that's going to be very upsetting. We're going to feel extremely afraid. Because there's that within us which knows We could instead think, you are going through a difficult time, my beloved loved one. You are one with God. 
And there is that within you which knows the way out of this challenge. This challenge can be the making of you. I recognize the divine in you. I know you have that ability. And in my mind and in my heart, with all that I am, I believe that you can make the highest choice in your life. And you can transform the negativity. You can transcend the limitation. And you can move into the unprecedented your history can be like a trampoline that you jump on to move to a higher place of understanding. This is your divine possibility. This is your holy moment. And I hold with you that the God presence in you, your divinity, knows the way. And I see you transforming every limitation, transcending the past, and stepping into that high possibility in your script, the very highest possibility in your script. I know that you are divinely supported in the invisible by the ascended masters, by the angels, by all of life. And every part of your being can choose love. And I see that happening now. I feel it. I'm willing to dedicate myself to holding the high watch with you and for you, my beloved brother, sister. But if we don't do that and we say that we love someone and we hold them in our mind instead in limitation and we believe with all our heart that they are limited, we're going to feel sick and afraid and desperate and we're going to try to control and manipulate them. Rather than recognize our divine opportunity to know the truth that sets us free. When we are willing to tap into the truth that sets us free, and the truth is to see our brothers and sisters correctly, that is the truth. When we are willing to align with the truth, we can learn these lessons, we can unlearn the past and liberate ourselves and support others in doing the same because we're one with them. This is our divine opportunity. But if we don't take it, and we over and over and over again, instead we cherish our judgments and our opinions, our limiting thoughts, the thoughts of lack and attack, if we cherish them, We are confining ourselves to a tiny little life. And we will be playing small. We will be playing small. Playing small. Playing small. Playing small in our heart. Playing small in our mind. Playing small in our life. We will always feel a sense of lack and limitation because that's what we choose. That's what we like. That's what we prefer. If we are focused on thoughts of lack and attack, we are saying, I prefer my version to God's. In any moment, we can awaken to love. It requires that willingness. Your little willingness is all that's required. And as we start to cultivate that little willingness, then we recognize, oh, you know what? I can have total willingness. I can surrender my little life of separation. I can surrender the need to compare, to attack, to judge, to criticize, to be right. I can surrender all of these patterns and habits of separation. And very often we have to do it one by one and it's incredibly daunting. But this is our work to do and no one can do it for us. We must do it. This is how we be the change that we'd like to see in the world. Choice by choice, moment by moment. And the thing is, is when we become co-workers with God, 
in this way. There is such a joy that breaks out in our life. There's such a healing that breaks out in our life. A magnificence that we can reveal. True freedom. It's the freedom to be loving. It's the freedom to seek the kingdom first and discover all else being added unto us. That, oh my goodness, all along I could have been accessing divine wisdom. All along I could have been accessing harmony and wholeness. Clarity. All of these things were available to me all along. But you see, this is, this is why we love that song, Amazing Grace. There is amazing grace. It's always there for us if we choose it. Ah, let's take a breath right here. So grateful and thankful that we are one with God and we're one with each other. And we can change our minds and set ourselves free. Ah, so it's time for our break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. I thank you for listening. You're listening to Living at Force Americans, Walking the Talk, a community online radio. I'll be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment. Guided and supported by God, I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So, I know this is, well, I'm going to rephrase that. 
for me, this has been incredibly challenging work to do. And it has been the work that has moved me out of playing small and into a much more peaceful life. And let me just tell you, I work with it every day, all day long. In fact, I was just realizing, just last night, I I realized a way in which I reinforce the ego. And it can be very, very subtle. Very, very subtle. And uh, I was thinking about this before the show this morning. And I was thinking of someone I know that recently... uh, burned off 30 pounds of extra weight and they did it over the course of a year and I I saw them after not seeing them for a long time and I went oh my goodness look at you you've you've dropped all this weight how did you do it how did you do it and they said I just realized that I don't have to stuff myself at every meal So this is someone who eats three meals a day and they had a long time practice of stuffing themselves and eating really as much as they could almost or beyond the feeling of full. And so he said, I just realized that I can eat a healthy amount and feel full, feel done. And instead of stuffing myself, if I feel hungry later, I can just go eat, have a snack or eat something more. That he had mentally, he had been stuffing himself so that he would have be able to get through a long, long period without eating. Because he would go, he would eat breakfast at, say, 6 o'clock in the morning, eat lunch at 1 o'clock. That's a long, seven hours. That's a huge stretch to go without eating. And then... Uh, eat dinner at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So he's going these long, long periods without eating. So he was stuffing himself so he could get through. That's really the ego, isn't it? Isn't it a thought of limitation? What about the thought that you have to clean your plate? Isn't that the ego? There are so many ways in which these ego thoughts are ingrained in us. If we feel discomfort, like if you overeat and you've stuffed yourself, that's a really good indication that you have just been identified with the small self. You've been identified with the ego. You've been identified with the body. So we begin to tune ourselves. Now, for me, I just because we're on this particular example, I've learned that really what works best for me is to have five or six little meals. And so I'm constantly or many times throughout the day realizing, oh, I'm hungry. It's time for me to have one of my little meals. But that works better for me than eating a big meal because eating a big meal, I get sluggish. I get lazy. It's interesting. It's just knowing yourself, knowing yourself and honoring that. And instead of doing everything out of habit, you know, very often when we get in the shower, we wash ourselves in the same pattern every day. We use the same soap for 40 years. We use the soap that our mom chose. But there might be a soap that we like even better. We can experiment with these things. Maybe we don't have to use the same toothpaste that our family used. All kinds of choices available to us. So it's about beginning to wake up to what are the choices in front of us right now. Maybe our our family was of a particular religion and we hated people of another religion and thought they were wrong and going to hell. Well, we can change our minds about that. Any place where we're feeling upset, that is an indicator for us that we have chosen limitation and now we can re-choose and choose freedom. In this section on cause and effect, it's page 31 in my text, 
It says, miracle working, this is paragraph two, miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. So we have to recognize that thought and belief combine into a power surge that can literally move mountains. That literally, as I was saying in the last segment, that our limiting thoughts about our loved ones can keep them in that experience of illness. Imagine if you will, and many of us have had this experience, imagine if you will, that you were in an, in an environment where day in and day out, people were thinking that you were stupid, that you didn't have any gifts or talents, that you didn't have any abilities. Maybe you're telling that to yourself, that you're stupid, that you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with you. Well, if you keep believing that thought or other people keep putting that thought on you, you may begin to conform to it. It becomes like a container. Ernest Holmes said, if you would like to change your life experience, recognize that your thoughts become like a mold or a container. I'm getting ready in a few weeks. I teach a class called Prayer Power. It's a three-week class. And it's about breaking the mold of your thought and understanding the power of prayer and expanding what you're willing to hold in your mind and to really understand that your thought and your belief combine to be the most powerful force in your life especially if they're aligned with love. So we're waking up to this response ability that we have, that we have in every moment the ability to respond with love, to change our minds, to choose freedom and experience the true freedom that is our spiritual destiny. It does take strength and courage. It takes our willingness to say yes to love, to have a new thought that truly is an ancient thought about our life, about what's possible, about God. If you'd like support, I'd like to offer to you that uh, I have prayer partners from all over the world. I record a new prayer every day. You can be one of my prayer partners. And at jenniferhadley.com, you can get all the information on the prayer page. And uh, I have a prayer line. You can program it into your speed dial. And that number is 760-569-6005. I've been doing that for years, recording a new prayer every day, and you can call and listen to it, or you can listen to it online, and you can also find the podcast at iTunes. So you can download these prayers, and then you can have all these prayers on different subjects whenever you want them. And if you do go to iTunes, will you write a review? Will you write a review for this show if you're downloading this show from iTunes? It really makes a difference. More people are able to find things if you have written a review. So it makes a difference. All of these things are being offered for free to you. So it's a way to give back and pay it forward when you write a review. I also would like to let you know, if you're interested, I have a three-week class that actually starts... Uh, today when I'm recording this show, which is the uh, 24th of January. But you can get the downloads and the transcript of this class. It's called Stop Playing Small. Many spiritual seekers are suffering because they know that they are willingly choosing every day to play small. And they are energizing the ego even with their spiritual practice even with their spiritual practice. I was talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Going back to this section in Cause and Effect, miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. So we have to wake up to the power of our thought 
and that our thought is the cause and our experience is the effect. It says here at the bottom of page 31 in the text, Otherwise, if we don't realize the power of our thought, otherwise a miracle will be necessary to set the mind itself straight, a circular process that would not foster the time collapse for which the miracle was intended. The miracle worker must have genuine respect for true cause and effect as a necessary condition for the miracle to occur. Both miracles and fear come from thoughts. If you are not free to choose one, you would not also be free to choose the other. So, this is our responsibility. We have in every moment the ability to choose love. This is our spiritual responsibility. It feels onerous and difficult until we realize it is the way out of suffering and we can choose it. We can live a life of love. This is our divine opportunity and it's always available to us. The more we get in the habit of choosing love, the easier it is. So right now I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing and breathe that breath of love. And in this moment we're making a commitment to see with God's eyes, to think the thoughts we think with God and to realize that every upset is a divine opportunity to remember to choose love. We dedicate ourselves in true humility to the truth that sets us free. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone, and we joyfully let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you for your loving listening. I love you. You are blessed, and so am I. Thank you.